Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au and now a video for contentmadeeasy.com.au. And today we're joined by Joanne from navigatebiz.com and that's N-I-V-I-G-8, the number 8biz.com. Love the name, Joanne. It's very clever. It is very clever and I'll just do a little correction. It's N-A-V-I-G-8biz.com. Um, but that's cool. That enables me to say it again, right? So happy days. And thank you for allowing me to turn up. <laughs> thank you, yeah. And, uh, look, we, we know there's some we, – we all are working from home a lot more these days. Mm. And so you were saying that your husband's doing some mowing and blowing outside. Yes. So if we get some mowing and blowing, we know that um, he's not getting dinner tonight. No, you're right. Actually, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be okay. a sequence, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Look, we, we've got you on for a couple of reasons. You've got your own business and you're also doing a, some stuff through a unique university proposition as well. Yes. So how about we start off with a university proposition? Yeah, of course. So uh, I formed a relationship with an organisation called the Deser Global Business School. Uh, it's spelt interestingly, but it's said very easily, do so. Um, and it's bringing to Australia the opportunity for uh, Australian residents to undertake higher education um, that actually, I feel, actually shake up the university space here in Australia. It's a big, that's a big statement, I know. But mm. what I know about universities here in Australia is that it takes a lot of time, uh, costs a lot of money, and, yes, we can get funding and all those sort of things. And generally they're created by our amazing universities here in Australia, which there's nearly 40-odd Australian universities here, and they're, and they're create and written and curated by amazing academics within that university space. So what's different about it? What's different about it is that this content comprises of over 2,500 uh, video interviews with world leaders. Now, you go, oh, well, who are you talking about, Joanne? It's presidents, it's current and um, and past presidents, prime ministers, heads of state, billionaires, the likes that you go when you look at the list and you go, oh, man, I'd actually really like to hear their thoughts on their journey for their career. And they're people like Desmond Tutu, sadly passed. But we've got um, we've got Julia Gillard. We've got Lindsay Fox in Australia. So there's some names that might be familiar to you here. Um, we've got, oh, gosh, um, um, oh, gosh, um, Man, it just went out of my head. Um, Goldie Horn, Goldie Horn. Like Goldie Horn. we all think of her as that quirky actress, but she's actually a very amazing business owner and has some amazing business. So, you know, the calibre of the people that, you know, the, the, anybody considering to doing further education, what I know and navigate is that you should surround yourself with the right people. And those people are people who have got credibility, tenure, know what they're talking about, and can actually share their skills and what they've learned, their journey and how they did it wrong and how they did it well. And so that's all woven through this content. And I went, you know what, that is really compelling. That's really different. The, ne the next piece is we don't have any exams. Well, I don't know anybody who likes an exam. You know, who wants to write a paper that you've had to memorise a whole bunch of stuff? There's a lot of people actually don't perform well in an exam besides the fact that they're ex exceptional at their role but they just don't do well in exams. Why do you want to have to just regurgitate a bunch of stuff you've learnt by rote? So what we do instead is we connect our students with global companies, small and large, and be involved in live projects that they have a problem in their business they want solved. So to serve, are continually talking to business businesses globally to say, 
what is a problem in your business? And a good example is LinkedIn, one of the most recent global projects we had not long ago that they were absolutely delighted with the outcome that they implemented the suggested you know, project um, implementation. And our, our global um, MBA cohort were approved to implement. So they actually implemented it within you know, a global company. You go, wow, you know what? It's great to hear theory, but to have the practical experience of being dipping your toes in an organisation, you think, yeah, I really didn't think I would have had the opportunity to do that before, and now you can. And then, you know, the other two very quick compelling pieces is it's very efficient with time. You get it done, a global MBA done part-time in about 18 months, whereas here in Australia the average is about four to six years, mm. and you'll get it done on average around $15,000 Australian. Here in Australia you'll spend minimum sixty-five grand, and the sky's the limit. So there's some really compelling time efficiencies and pricing efficiencies. But for me, it's more about this global leaders faculty that's sitting in here. The academics are entrepreneurs. And, you know, you get involved in live projects. Who wouldn't want a piece of that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I, what attracted me as well when I first came across it. And I thought, wow, that's yeah. like, you know, let's face it. The university sector has had a massive shakeup in the last couple of years. That is true. I'm going to say they've had a massive kick up the ass, and yeah. I think most of them deserved a massive kick up the ass. Yeah, it needs a shake up. Like you know, we need to pick up our game, and we're not. It's like in anything in business. If you if you have the monopoly of what you do in your business in in the mm. sector, you can become complacent and not do this continuous improvement piece. Uh, yeah, mm. and it's amazing that our government supports it. So what is good? We do have two universities here in Australia. So if you particularly want a university here from Australia, you will pay around 35000 American to do this program. It's still cheaper than our you know, standard piece. But you can get a hex through the Deser Global Business School if that is the particular pathway that you want. But the you know these overseas universities are from Wales, London, Paris, Rome, and all recognised here in Australia. So, um, you know, what, what it gives our audience is a choice. And, and well, they get a well-informed choice, right? And that's what's important in the decision-making process. Yeah, it's actually so true. And the thing about MBAs, of course, is that, you know, it's later in life, not just university student age. And no. we should all continually be learning, studying. Now, I, I actually have access to a shared office space in North Sydney through Australian Catholic University, yeah, through right. an entrepreneur space called CoLab. Um, and then through that, I'm mentoring and helping other people and whatever. But I walked in the other day and I saw a, a book on the desk from Tony Robbins, Awaken oh, yes. the Giant Within, the original copy. Yeah, wow. And, wow. And I thought, yeah, wow. It looks wow. so different. Not even yeah. Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. Anthony and, Robbins, yeah. And I haven't started on that yet, but I will. I'll dip in and out, you know. Yeah learning little bits as I go along. And I always think, you know, in anything that you do like that or anything else, if you get one little thing from it. Nugget of gold. Yes. Nugget of gold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. talking about little nuggets of gold, we've <laughs> all been, lots of people have been doing, I'm not going to call it a side hustle because that's wrong, but have been flexing their entrepreneur muscle even more. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you've been doing the same with your own business as well. Yes. So, um, and that's got a, a particular focus. So tell us about what that's focused on. 
So Navigate Beers has had a complete rebrand and changed its, its narrative completely as of June this year, and it's about supporting women in business. And, and, and I guess the thing for me is I'm a woman, I can relate, mm-hmm. I get it, um, but I've also worked in my, very male-dominated industries. I've worked in corporate, I've owned my own business, so I've started about 15 businesses over the last 20 years. So I actually have a great perspective. I've been a franchisor, I've been a franchisee. I know both sides of the coin, if you will, So I thought, you know what, I know in marketing, if I want to find my audience, I've got to narrow my field. And so you know what, I thought, well, let's do that. Why would I, what are, you know, we, Navigate has has served proudly um, many business, thousands of business owners over the last five years. But now that Navigate is owned solely by me, Joanne Brooks, I thought, you know what, let's narrow the field and really make an impact that that fits well with my purpose and my values and gives me a fire in the belly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm curious about, though, is that why do women need specific coaches for them when you rarely come across a men's coach and a men's coach is regarded as something completely different? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And you know what? I had this exact same conversation with a, a network, a women's networking group that I'm forming in the finance industry, and we have formed this this networking group because I've been a commercial broker. I've worked a uh, finance broker. I've worked amongst men often. But, you know, it, it, it's not even about women's business. But I, I guess what I, what we want to do is that women need a safe place. You know, women are, are people who are often considered to be vulnerable. Um, the, 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 what we've experienced, I'm just, I'm just trying to put my words together for you so that it makes it really clear. What I've experienced in male-dominated industries, banking, finance, those sort of places, construction, um, we often as women, females, have it, have difficulty in standing our ground uh, with confidence and being recognised as somebody who knows, excuse my French, their shit. Mm. And I can't tell you how often I've been told to my face, what do you know, girly? And Ooh. that's and literally, what do you know, girly? Uh, it's a very old school approach. Mm. And I was told yesterday, I still hear it today, Joanne. And, you know, the things that we experience, whether deliberate, whether accidental, I think our male counterparts, this is generalised, aren't mm-hmm. actually fully aware. Mm-hmm. And so as women, we need to connect with other women who've been there, done that and got past that glass ceiling. How mm-hmm. did you do that? What did you say? What did, what did mm-hmm. you say, Joanne, when he said that to you? Well, it was very easy. I was teaching them how to write commercial finance and I had all these case studies of real financial applications and I just went like a card deal. I went, Whoop. I said, mm. would you like me to show you how I did this or do you want to shut up and leave? Mm. And so he stayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's having the confidence to stand your ground and, and sadly a lot of women don't feel empowered to do that. They're not enabled to that. Um, and, you know, it's, we've often heard this scenario where there's an ad on, on LinkedIn or Seek and, you know, there's 10 criteria. Men will get maybe three and they'll go, yeah, I can do that. Women, we need the 10 or at least nine and we will no way go yep. for it as a general rule. That's very generic. Yep. Yep. But I want to give these women the belief, and, and I say this deliberately, the belief in self that they're worthy, that they deserve it, that they have the capability and just to build, I, I want to create where it's norm, where people are um, uh, considered for the position, for the tender, for the contract, 
doesn't matter what they are. Do they have the skills, the capability, the knowledge, the systems, whatever, to meet that? Oh, without without knowing whether they're a male or a female, mm. just judge them equally. Mm. Provided they've got those things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I know that's becoming a big thing at the moment. And bizarrely, it started happening a few years ago. And look, I, I've worked in corporate world. I don't do it anymore and what have you. And I, I was always curious as to why men are paid different to women for the identical job. Exactly. And I Same never understood that. Years. Yep. It, it makes no sense. It, and it goes back a long way. And, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the conversation slightly differently, but it will give you an analogy. I was reading a post the other day as to why um, – highways are built at a particular width and there was a whole analogy that took it all the way back to Roman days when their carriages created a rut. Mm-hmm. Why change it? We don't, it's fixed, it's fixed. And you know what the really interesting thing is? Um, it, that that um, reliance on that gauge back to Roman days has actually impacted NASA and how they how they do some of the development in the, in the space shuttle. So, mm-hmm. It's because it's always been done that way. And women back then in the days, even 100 years ago, were the stay-at-home parent. Mm. My mum was. She didn't get a chance. She didn't get a choice. The minute Mm. she married, she Mm. resigned. Mm. There was no discussion. It just was done. All right. So I'm going to return serve. Yes, please. So does that not necessarily mean that the Romans had it right? Just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean we should keep doing it that way. Because you look at the, the rail gauge between here in Queensland and New South Wales. It's mm. different. Mm. Why? Mm. So, so you know, one of the things that I always talk about in the Navigate business is, you know, what if? What are the consequences? What if, what if we did it different? Why should we keep doing it the same way? Like this analogy, you know, the statement back at you that goes, well, it's not broken. Why do we need to fix it, Joanne? But what mm. if we can do it better? Which is, you know, one of the things that I had always done for my team when I had a team of people, I would always ask the people at the front line, how can we do it better? There's no point in me telling you from up here at the CEO position or manager to, you know, position, why aren't we asking the people at reception, at the checkout counter, how can we do it better? Just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean it's the right way. Yeah. Like I explain to the people, look, I'm no smarter than anybody else. I just ask more questions. Exactly. Surround yourself with like surround myself with white people way way smarter than me. I'm more than comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's no such thing as stupid questions, only stupid answers. Um we'll just wait for the reset. So can you say that again? Right, there's no such thing as stupid questions, only stupid answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the dumb question is the one you don't ask in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but we've, got to, we've got to create a culture in our businesses that enables the staff to feel confident that they can ask. All right, great. Is- Look, thanks. My pleasure. So how can people get in touch with you? Well, super easy. Like if you go to my website, navigabiz.com, there is a button there that you can call me. It'll instantly call me on my mobile, but there's also the contact page. You can go and send a message through the contact form and I'll get that. But, you know, if you just want to um, catch up and have a chat, you can just pick up that phone and give me a call. Super easy. Cool. All right. Well, I might avail myself of that. Who knows?
please do. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Joanne. Thank you, Tony.